0: Welcome to the 363rd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on November 19th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also fifty percent of this here show. With me is the man who's wishing my wife a happy birthday, Carlos Rodella.
1: Okay, happy birthday, then. I had no idea. I'm sorry.
0: You just did. Excellent. It worked out.
1: Well, there you go. That was the easiest setup in the world. There
0: you go. Yep. Today, as you know, Carlos is my wife's birthday, so we as I do know, yes, you do know, yes went out and celebrated and she had a happy birthday so now we are recording the show and thank you very much for those wonderful birthday wishes my friend Uh, i didn't get anything sorry though Uh, that's okay no presents this year i covered you it's fine i knew you'd forget i took care of it it's all good yeah all right right, folks we are back it is a show we're doing it right here right now lots of stuff to talk about i say let's just kick it off and get rolling because i have a feeling we're going to need every possible minute carlos are you ready sir
1: i am as ready as i can be
0: Excellent. I am also ready as I can be. That means we are at max readiness, and that means launch. Folks, Carlos and I share a virtual living space to run down the middle of this strip of duct tape. His side, my side. Things are a mess, and we're going to tidy up right here and right now. It's housekeeping. Carlos, what is on your side of the room this week, my friend? Well,
1: one uh, huge thing that kind of takes up the whole room, and not to be a Debbie Downer at the start, but there was layoffs at Amazon, and I was part of them.
0: I'm sorry, man. That that just blows. Layouts it's okay. Is, oh, it's all over the industry right now. It's
1: terrible. It's crazy. Um, we can bring that in a tangent some other episode. But I bring it up only because uh, I'm definitely, you know, looking for other things and working on my content. But I went to my LinkedIn, which I haven't been to, like, in forever. God,
0: LinkedIn. Everybody's got it. No one goes there. It's so weird. I know.
1: And so I went there. And guess what? It actually helped me find one thing is I actually wrote down in there on my resume... When I started doing so, video games podcast. Oh, for real! When was it? Yeah, and so it's October nineteenth, um, four years ago. I, I worked on four years. Two, so what? 2019.
0: 2019. Yeah. Nice. Four years, dude. Wow.
1: So it's it has been four years. I think I keep saying like, oh, it's only been a couple of years I've been on the show, but there you go. That's it. October nineteenth, uh,
0: 2019, I believe yeah that's pretty wild and for people that don't know like carlos is not the original co-host he is uh, the guy who swooped in like superman and saved the show when uh, original co-host Corey motley left for uh personal reasons and we Corey and i were doing the show for i want to say at least two or three years before that so this is uh that's that puts us in pretty close to what seven eight years for the show total something like yeah. that. yeah man that's a we're doing podcasts here bro that's a it's a podcast it's a lot of games so. a lot of games to talk about
1: Anywho, that's kind of interesting. And uh, other than that, um, I turned on my Xbox finally. I know it's a kind of a joke at this point with uh, <laughs> me playing PlayStation all the time. I guess the question is, you turned it on, but did you play anything? Well, that's, this is why I'm, I'm bringing it to housekeeping. I turned it on and had to update everything. Sure, you know, sure. Because online systems. Of course. And then also I had to update my controller, and that took a long time. Which is weird. Updating controllers is so yeah. strange. Yeah, I was like, it's fine. It's a controller. Um, And then when I finally did, I I basically noticed all the same games on the store that were on PlayStation Store and not, you know, any exclusives that I was interested in, which is what I was hoping for. Like, oh, maybe Xbox has this thing that I can't play on PlayStation, you know? Yeah. Now, I'm sure there definitely are some that exist, but, I, you know, we play every game. So I went to the homepage of yeah. the main games new games and they were identical like you know both systems are identical at this point yeah yeah, Um, mostly yeah mostly so the couple that i found that were only on xbox at least what i saw uh hamster on rails okay Okay. which is which is pretty solid uh bakery simulator sure (laughs) barista simulator lots of simulators animal hospital okay hidden cats in london did you buy that one? Because I know no, you like cats. I do like cats, but it was like a you know find a thing in a picture game. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is what we're looking at, okay? Uh, I turned the Xbox off. I mean, if, oh, you, yeah. ca- if you got some exclusives that make me want to turn it on, and, you know, to play devil's advocate myself, yeah, of course I can play some of the games I'm playing on PlayStation there. Um, I do like my controller on PlayStation better. At current, I have a better headset uh, with PlayStation, but even if I upgraded and, and felt fine with my headphones on Xbox, it's just, I kind of want to go there for a different thing, you know?
0: Totally understandable, dude. Totally understandable. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think most, I mean, well not switch, but you know, I think Xbox and PlayStation are pretty, pretty similar. Like, you know, kind of like you said, if I'm, if I'm on Xbox, most of the time, the the only time I'm going to PlayStation is for like the exclusives, like the God of War, which I don't care about, or Spider Man, or something like that. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, they're they're pretty identical, and I think that's okay. I mean, I think um, I I don't you're probably not in Game Pass anymore, or are you? Are you still not?
1: I don't probably think not. I'm on it. No, not for a while. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's really the big thing for me right now is like uh, Game Pass is just getting like uh, new games and a lot of like Day of games and stuff like that, like Thirsty Suitors and. Lamplighters League, although there was an end of that. That's a sad story that end, ended poorly. But, you know, like a lot of games, I'm like, oh, okay, Game Pass. And that's really like what I kind of go there for. But yeah, whichever ecosystem you're plugged into, there's going to be few reasons to cross the fence, right? Just to, whatever's exclusive on the other side. And it's not going to be many.
1: Yeah, I just feel like, and again, I don't mean to be a sony pony but <laughs> there is just right now currently more reasons for me to play yeah exclusive things on playstation they're just there's more exclusive that's yeah. it well
0: that's the beauty of this podcast because we respect everybody's choices and their space and if you like to be over there on the sony side that's all well and good my friend
1: oh uh, everybody's great how about that everything everybody's is great. awesome everything is awesome but yes. i did turn off my xbox uh moving on moving on dragon's dogma 2 yeah a release date supposedly was leaked for March 2024. Oh, that's interesting. That'd be a good time for it. It would be a good time for it. And there's a showcase on November 28th, which is very soon
0: from now. PlayStation um, Showcase or Capcom? No, franchise? for Dragon's Dogma. Oh, just that game alone. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So
1: it's a 15-minute showcase, and I just thought I'd tell our listeners, because some of us, uh, you know, people listening like Dragon's Dogma, some of as we do. Yeah. So excited for that. So I feel like on November 28th, they're going to say the date. So That would be
0: go. great. Looking forward to that. I'll play that whenever that drops, because... The first one is kind of like this uncelebrated experimental classic that more people need to play. And if they're hitting up a number two, I'm going to definitely be there. Day of. Day
1: of. Day of.
0: Day one purchase. Well, I'm a pre-order
1: person, so I'm a
0: pre-order, pre-order Oh, man. You're person. beating my day one purchase. That's I even will. better.
1: Oh, yeah. And lastly, in my on my side. Oh, two things, lastly. Uh, first, I beat Achilles, Legends Untold. Yeah. How was it? Uh, very good. I mean, it takes a lot for me to like, you know, mainline a game. And I was like all the in all the time it, it opened up a second map at some point uh-huh. so i thought the game was like pretty small and like a really quick experience but no they opened up a whole other map so you asked me how long it was i didn't look at my save i feel like it
0: was sick oh maybe eight
1: hours
0: okay so like action 10. game territory eight ten twelve hours something like that
1: yeah maybe it was ten i mean it, i i did go nuts at some point you know and just try to streamline or whatever yeah get right to the ending so i could have dilly-dallied a bit but um yeah i think it's about 10 maybe but man it's just a perfect experience i really enjoyed it
0: um well yeah you must have because like you brought it to the show you're like hey surprise i'm playing achilles and i'm like oh snap and the very next time i hear from you you're like oh surprise i beat achilles and i'm like whoa you like you just like freight trained your way through that thing
1: and I, I just like my character, and I like the the action. Com- I mean, I like the combat with the dodge roll stuff. I don't know. I'm just a hundred percent recommending it to people.
0: Well, we hadn't talked about this. Be- I mean, this is the first I'm hearing about it. We didn't like go through our whole agendas before the show. Would you be Would you feel comfortable giving like a review score now that you finished it? Or what do you think? Don't have to. I'm just asking.
1: Yeah, I guess I could. I mean, we we could put some positive numbers up on the board. Um, yeah. What is that? okay i'm doing a fly uh we doing yes
0: yes stream of consciousness here we go um and
1: i liked everything about it it was indie so i don't know if that should matter
0: uh jeez louise but you finished and you finished not many games so I that know. must be in the good column right
1: i think it's a solid freaking fuck i love this game um <laughs>
0: That's not a score. I know. That no. is a pretty good re-
1: referral, but not a score. Because <laughs> there's a lot of bugs. T- I mean, there's some bugs, and it's obviously. Oh, okay.
0: I didn't realize it was buggy. It, all it's right. not,
1: no, no, it's not buggy. Don't t- no, take that off the record. It's okay, not take buggy. Take it at off. All. Stricken from the it's record. It's pretty You're solid, right. actually. But it's just like, um, you know, things like the menus and stuff. Sometimes you have to go to menus to use objects, and it doesn't make any sense. It's just like clunky. At times, it's the UI can be clunky. I'm going to be
0: talking like. Seven, seven point five. No Real solid hey, B no here. Way. No,
1: more, more. Okay, this is like I think a nine. Oh, nine. I'm gonna talk really? myself down and wow. say I'm gonna talk myself down and say eight point five.
0: I mean, eight point five is incredibly respectable. That's it. Very really good is. Game. It's a yeah. very,
1: very good. It's like underrated, fun as shit. Um, there's even physics after you kill like people and they go flying. In a game like this, you know, I think Diablo, I gave a nine, maybe. It feels like, uh, yeah. And by the way, it's different than Diablo because it's like slower battles.
0: Yeah, you you said it was a different kind of combat. Like it wasn't a Diablo like. Even though there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of same sauce, but like you know, slower, more thoughtful, a little bit more strategic. If I remember correctly, strategic, but but also
1: not like Souls like where you're like you could die. You die in every person, you know. Right, right, right. Um, so it's so in between that I really like it. So um, not
0: a Moose out but also not a soul. So kind of something somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's pretty respectful. I'm gonna say 8.5. I just had so much fun okay, with no it. There's no way 8. that 8.5. Plus yeah. you finished it, which in itself is already like a huge recommendation because yeah, we play 600 games each a year, and I out of that number, right. we finish like what a, a handful, right? So that's if you finished it, that's got to say quality
1: right yep and it does one of those things where you can't keep playing which i thought was oh cool, which is nice. I was like i really like the this world so i might fuck around later
0: okay 8.5 sounds like go. a great number to me let's do it surprise achilles. what is the whole title achilles what legends untold 8.5
1: you heard it here first fellas. you heard it here um and then uh i was gonna tell you this which i thought you'd laugh Rataleika almost got me again oh those fuckers
0: they're always gunning for us dude always they almost got me do you know What'd how they, they got me
1: no, what was it? Well, Tell they me. almost did. Unless it'd be funny if I say the game, and then it's a game you reviewed on this episode. Maybe. What is it? Runny K. What? Runny K. Is How that do you spell right? that? Just Runny, and then K. Let's
0: no, see. I don't know. I don't
1: know what this one is. What is it? Let's look it up and make sure I'm getting it right. Runny K on Steam. runnick. probably runnick. You know, it's probably it's Nordic. It's like a Viking and 2D action RPG. A Viking goes on a journey for the four magical runes. To find a way to save his beloved, so it's like side-scrolling, eight-bit, sixteen-bit,
0: yeah, um, which is their jam. That's their comfort zone. Yeah,
1: action game. I didn't know it was Rattle like in the beginning, and again, developer is different, but still, um, yeah, yeah. The publisher
0: is who we're looking at here.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Wait, why does it say publisher is different on Steam?
0: Oh, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. So wait, not- are they? Maybe I can trust it
1: because I saw Rattle like a pop
0: up on PlayStation. Yeah, I mean, that's probably possible. I see often where if you go to look at, like, an, it's usually with indie games, right? Like, you go to look it up on PlayStation or something, and it's different. The publisher is different than it is on Steam. That's pretty common.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so on, on PS4 and PS5, it says Radaleika.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I don't know if they, and it's got a five-star rating on, on the custom reviews, Sure, that's yeah, I'm not. That's that's like the Rataleika PR person leaving a review right there. Nice. Well, anyways, I looked really cool, but I saw that and I bounced. I just said, No, I'm not going to do it.
0: We've been bitten too many times. And for people that don't know, this is kind of a running gag on the show where Rataleika makes the most fire trailers in the industry. Every trailer is like amazing and it makes us want to get hyped up and go buy the game. And every time we buy the game, it's always like either. Like, usually way crazy hard, or just really difficult, or just lacking polish in some way, and we end up wasting our money. It's happened so many times in the many show times. that I just, yeah, I just, I can't let it happen anymore. Well, I didn't, so I decided to you, they you. They good they almost for you. got me. All right, excellent. And then I have Both to call.
1: score a game, but do you, we should go to your side first before I do that?
0: Yeah, that's fine. We can, we can save the score for the end. So uh, I got actually a bunch of stuff um, today. I know we usually talk about non-game stuff at the end, but I want to just say really quickly, today we had a big scare at my house. Uh, I was sitting playing some game and I heard my chicken squawk and that's not a big deal. I mean, our chickens are pretty quiet. It's not like, it doesn't sound like a barnyard in our backyard. Just every once in a while you hear a cluck or something. Usually when they're laying an egg, that's, that's pretty the noisiest part of the day. But I heard a weird cluck and I'm like, wait, that sounds weird. And I I was listening for a second and then I heard another like really, really, really weird cluck. I'm like, oh shit, something's going on. I ran out there and there was a giant fucking hawk in our backyard trying to eat our chickens. Like he flew down. He was on the ground. He was hopping around, chasing our chickens. I was, I was like, oh, my God, I have like kick open the door. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And he like looks at me and he's like, is that guy coming out here? Oh, he's coming out here. It was. I was running out there and he like took off. But man, all my chickens were completely like shitting bricks. They were scared. They're running all over the yard. Some were like dashing under logs, under trees, back in the coop. They were just like completely frightened. And uh, the hawk didn't get any of them. Luckily, uh, but man, it was just like scary times when I went out there. The big, big raptors in my yard looking right at me. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: just to make a quick uh, tangent or a, a, whatever, attached a story, mm-hmm. is uh, Please Don't Destroy just released a movie called Treasure of Foggy Mountain, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, straight to Peacock, uh, kind of a short film. Oh, thing. I think I
0: saw a trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really fun. But the point is, in there, there's a hawk and it's like super mean.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I you know I would never kill the hawk. I would never hurt the hawk. I would just wanted to scare him away. But you know, those birds sometimes can be bigger than you think they are. Like you see them on a YouTube video or something. You're like, oh yeah, hawk. That's cool. But like when it's in your fucking yard and shit, and it's like right there looking at you, that's a whole different thing. That's a, yeah. That's a on the scary side for sure. So. Jeez. Anyway, okay. Um, talking about games related stuff. There was a game called Side Bullet that came out. I want to say three weeks ago uh it was kind of a 2d scrolling shooter they had a really great trailer and the trailer is what caught my attention i'm like oh okay cool i'm gonna bookmark that i'm gonna come back to it uh and i'm gonna check it out when i have some time and then i just got the notification that it's actually shutting down and being removed from the store because it was supposed to be a -a service title which i didn't realize Mm. it did not even make it a month they're already canceling it and yanking it from the store so I don't know if it was any good, probably not, but it just goes to show there's very little room for error in the game as a service market. And honestly, I don't know why anybody would want to be in there because if you're not like Fortnite or if you're not like, you know, one of those big mobile games or something, I just don't think there's a space for you right now, honestly.
1: Well, so. just to play devil's advocate one more time. If the, if you your <laughs> if your niche is niche down enough, there is still. You know, I think But um, for
0: game as service though, like yeah. I don't know, dude. Like I well, can see, you know, like you're talking about Honkai Star Rail being a game of service, and that's like a bigger game, good support. I could see that lasting. Fortnite's been around for years, but like some random game, like I don't know, dude. I don't think it's going to work. Well, Hunt
1: Hunt Showdown, even though it's like the multiplayer kind of games of service thing, you need to keep downloading packs yeah, and skins. Yeah, that's true. And then there's um, obviously the one that's coming out now, which we all joked about, which is that zombie MMO. I forget what it's oh, called. Oh, I forget day what before, it's called. Day before, maybe? Day after? Day, day before? after? Day before? Day of? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, like, such a specific thing. People are, like, really want that kind of uh,
0: vibe, you
1: know? Sure, so. sure, sure. So I it's possible, I guess. It's possible, yeah.
0: Anyway, so I guess hello and goodbye to Side Bullet. It's, uh, it was sweet while I was not thinking about you, so. All right. uh, we got a very lovely email from a man named Bill Fiskin in the UK. Uh, first time he wrote into us and said he loves the show. He said some very kind things. I'm uh, pretty sure I forwarded the email to you, Carlos. I you read did. the whole thing. Yep. Uh, he left us a review to counteract all the review bombs that we got, which was great. So thank I just you. wanted to thank take you. a minute and just say welcome aboard to Bill Fiskin. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for the words. And thank you very much for the review, sir.
1: Yeah, uh, it was super cool. And, you know, definitely fills our heart because, uh, you know, we do this, like you said in the in the email. Like we do it because we just want to do it, you know. We just want to talk about games. We want to share our opinions, stuff. And uh, he, you know, totally appreciated that. Just and could sense it, you know. Could sense the realness of us because we're real. We're two real people. Yeah, for um, sure. And then just having you know years of experience of just kind of fronting around with this stuff uh, is kind of cool. So
0: thanks. Oh, you, gotta, you gotta stop saying that phrase. You're gonna hate it. Oh,
1: that's right. You do oh. hate it.
0: It is like it is
1: like nails on chalkboard to me. Well, I will never... Say, okay, I said, I would never say it again. But you did.
0: <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> All right. Getting back to listener mail. Yeah. Uh, another message from Ron, one of our newer fans and also a super fan. Um, so he was asking what we should call the listeners of the show. You know, I guess, um, you know, like people that watch Star Trek, they call, they're call they called Trekkies or sometimes Trekkers or whatever. I'm not sure what the official... I'm not oh, sure yeah. what the politically correct title for that is. Or, you know, if you're a... If you're a Lady Gaga fan, you're like a little monster, right? That's what she calls her listeners and stuff. So he was trying to come up with a name for our listeners. Um, and he was like running it through chat GPT to get some auto-populated responses. Nice. None of them were any good. And he thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny, too. Um, he came up with something like Sovid Crew, because kind of like keeping with the the phonetic sound of it, right? Sovid Squad, so Viewers," except you don't really watch the thing. You listen to the thing. He's like trying to come up with a V word. GPT suggested so voters, so veterans, and so Valvicians. Which I'm kind of okay with. So Velvetians. Yeah. what do you think about that? Because I don't know, Valveda, or is it something to do? De- I wonder if there's a town named that. I don't know. It's something else, I think. Yeah,
1: so uh, so's. That's kind of funny. So so's. Uh, maybe. Um, I know. I hate everything that I'm gonna come up with probably because. <laughs> It's hard because it's so, and then dot, dot, dot. Like, it's already, it's tricky.
0: So maybe you know? we got to just get away from that because trying to, to follow the S and the V convention is kind of tough. And, you know, like Lady Gaga, like Little Monsters, I mean, there's not really, it doesn't sound like Lady Gaga really to me. It's oh, just yeah. Well, how about we just thing,
1: right? say you're an, you're an old person?
0: You're, oh no, because not everybody's an old no, person. No, I know. I'm just kidding. All um, right, we're gonna still. I think we need to workshop it still. Well,
1: not, uh, thanks for the idea, and yeah, we'll kind of think about it.
0: We'll think about it's it. It's gonna take a minute. It's it's worth thinking about, but I don't think we've struck gold yet. But I appreciate no. that Ron is trying to come up with this. So okay, mm-hmm. he goes on though. He goes on. Uh, he says, uh, in my quest to suggest a game that's both good and one you haven't covered yet, I remembered one I played quite a number of years ago, a flash game called No One Has to Die. Uh, it's not a long play, maybe an hour. Won't spoil it, and then he leaves a link uh, to it on Newgrounds or something. Have you played? No one has to die. I feel like I've heard of it. Uh, have you played it though, Carlos? Um, there's hap- a chance you might I'm, have. I'm gonna type it into the Google's. Right. We gotta
1: Google it in right now. Or the Microsofts. It doesn't always have to be Google. That's right. You um, can you can Bing it. I binged it. Uh, okay, it's a flash game. It's uh, I'm gonna hit play game just to see what it looks like because he's I playing it right now in real time. I'm Play it real time, and this I'm picking the first stage, and now there's music, and I can't hear you anymore. And I've not played it. Okay. So Carlos has played it. What'd you think? No, I have not played it. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought that was your play right there. <laughs> no, I, I'm well. Now that I played it, I see what you're saying. Okay. Gotcha. No, I, I don't know what this game is.
0: Okay. I don't know what it is either. So let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. I'll check it out. Uh, I don't mind jumping onto uh, a browser game for a listener. So we will, we will do that for next episode. I'm going to uh, make a note in the Speaking show. Speaking of right.
1: browser games, how quickly did uh, freaking silent hill ascension drop off the map?
0: Oh, you know, we, we never talked about it. You talked about it that first day. Uh, we talked about it, folks, offline, like, via text. But Silent Hill Ascension was the thing that we were supposed to, like, watch it every day on YouTube. And then people were going to vote as to the outcomes or something like that, right? It's
1: still going. I'm looking at it right now. And I did try it a couple of days in a row. And parts of it were interesting. monetization is weird as fuck. It's like you know, I'll, I'll put your character and your character might be able to be in the show someday if you get a winning ticket or something. Um, but the the actual, like, not game, but, you know, the movie type thing with game graphics yeah, was just so, like, unbelievable. Like, it was hard to believe the characters. Hmm. And even though Silent Hill does that lots of times, I don't know, I just felt not connected. And then all the different little mini games, I didn't really find that interesting. Um, the guitar one I kind of liked. But, but how yeah, are you doing a mini game. Did you have like a
0: phone, like an, a phone app or something, or like? No, it's all doing? just.
1: I mean, doing everything at desktop. So you just like I'm via the right YouTube now. interface. No, via the just the browser. ascension.com. Oh, I thought it was just on YouTube. Okay, gotcha. gotcha no, no, gotcha. no, no. So like, I'm looking right at right now. I go to the Arcane Library, and it's got like code, oh, code breaker uh, game, stones game, you know. And I did the uh, guitar game, and I liked that. Um, but yeah, it's just so confusing, and like to get caught up. Like I've been. I haven't watched it, you know, in a week, probably. So now you have to go watch five episodes or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, Anyways. that seemed like a big, big ask from the get-go. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah.
1: Sorry to make you a, a no worries. No worries.
0: Ron has another thing, too, and yes. which we're going to talk about here. He says, so do you think the growing area of esports and how the majority of the biggest games are multiplayer, such as Call of Duty, Fortnite, Overwatch, etc., is pushing the focus of gaming away from single-player experiences and more towards multiplayer? As of this writing, Modern Warfare 3 is halfway released, and I've read people online criticizing the studio for seemingly skimping on the campaign to deliver a bigger multiplayer experience. Second part, similarly, when I think about games I've played recently, the majority are either games that are basically multiplayer only or that strongly push and monetize themselves on the expectation of playing with others like Hearthstone, Call of Duty, and sports games. Do Do you think this is affecting the gaming landscape, and what games will be created in the future, and if so, do you have thoughts? Carlos, what say you? Yeah,
1: it's affected it forever since we've like uh, since there's been multiplayer. Yeah, agreed. But I don't think it, it. You know, single player is gonna just like. Well, I won't do that metaphor, but I, I think single player will be around for a long time. Uh, I don't know if it would ever go away because everyone's gonna want a story. Like everyone wants a good story. Humans want good stories, and they don't necessarily want to like be sharing that story with other people. Um, and again, we've seen it. We've seen the past where multiplayer, like Halo, being the biggest thing in the world. But then there's, like, you know, a huge one-player game where Zelda comes out, and people are like, well, okay, fuck Halo for a minute. i got to go play Zelda. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, the short answer is no. It, 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 it won't affect it, like, make them go away, but it does affect it. It, it. It's based on games. Like, if we have a huge title, like I said, Halo, if we have a huge moment with Destiny, you know, huge kind of multiplayer things and experiences, Genshin even, will shut down some of the, you know, one-player games that come out in that same window, or even in the same year maybe but it won't make them go away that's
0: yeah yeah that i sense. agree i think they do affect i mean that's this has been a thing for a while and like it's funny because we have this kind of like all or nothing mentality i mean maybe just even as humans but like in in every industry right but it's like hey i just invented horror movie so i guess we're never going to watch another adventure movie ever okay that's not true right Again, or like you know genres, yeah yeah genres yeah. yeah genres like we have genres so like there's got to be flavors like oh you know i just i just watched uh cheers so i guess i never need to watch a documentary on lions ever again or something like that so i I just said cheers because that's a really old reference because i'm watching it right now but that's from like 20 or 30 years ago probably anyway but you get what i'm saying like just because one thing exists doesn't cancel out everything else except like the games industry kind of acts like that like everybody was jumping on the Fortnite wagon and everybody's jumping on the first person shooter wagon it kind of just goes in cycles but the way that i think it does affect things is exactly like you said ron where so maybe there's a uh a Modern Warfare 3, and those developers are like, well, our game is going to be monetized, is going to be multiplayer, so we can afford to spend like 75% less time and resources on the story, because that's just like for whatever, for those nerds that like to play by themselves, and we're going to get people into the, you know, the online ASAP. So in that sense, that game is affected because it didn't have the campaign it would have had if they were really doing like a half online, half single player or whatever. But I think in general, you know, there's only... You, you you don't just eat one thing all the time. You know, pizza's invented, so we don't need Chinese food anymore. That That's just not a thing. Like, yeah. you may want to play Modern Warfare for a week. You're not going to want to play it for the rest of your life. You're going to want to go play Life is Strange or some indie on the Switch or something. And so we need to have all these things in balance um, because one thing taking over just kills everything. Well, and to uh, that
1: particular Call of Duty point, um, you know, th- there's a like a really negative connotation, a really negative feeling towards that game and that brand right now. Yeah. Because a ton of people wanted to play that campaign. And, you know, the idea was to go through the campaign and then still have fun with multiplayer. But that bet that did, they made the wrong bet. Yeah. Because it definitely, like, you know, stained their kind of uh, reputation and brand yeah. for a minute. And the the sales were down, and a bunch of stuff was just, like, really affected. And, again, I go to the YouTube, you know, homepage all the time, and every single video was, like, you know, let's say nine videos out of ten were, like, okay, what, what went wrong with Call of Duty? And then to to the same point, Grand Theft Auto Six, which we haven't talked about yet, but um, the trailer probably I'm thinking will drop at the Game Awards. Um, that game is going to have the on, online right because GTA huge 5 money maker,
0: huge money maker, is a, yeah. he's,
1: he's the biggest money maker. But they're still going to spend, or they already spent a fuck ton of time on the one player. Oh yeah, so you yeah. don't have to sacrifice exactly.
0: You know, and getting to the other part of his question as well, I forgot to say this, but um, you know. People only have so much time and only so much money, right? So, like, even if there is a big monetized game or something like that, there's not room for a bunch. I mean, literally, I just talked about, what was it, Um, Side Bullet a minute ago. That was another one trying to get a piece of bite. It it flamed out in, like, less than a month. But, like, you know, people don't have the time and and, and resources to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to play only these online games that I have to monetize all the time. They might play like one or two or something. You know, like I've got room in my life for Marvel Puzzle Quest. I played that for like eight years. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, 50 minutes here, five bucks there. It's not like this giant thing. But, you know, you can only like really like sink into one of those big, like one big game, maybe two big games. And then you're not playing anything else, right? So I I think that there is going to be those games out there, but they're not going to like eat everything else's lunch. I mean, people want to get away from that for a while, or they get tired of the grind, or they get tired of pain. They want to break. They want to play something else. So I think we just need a wide buffet of everything, and thinking, as the industry often does, that one thing is going to take over everything is broken thinking. That's just never going to be true.
1: Right, But and kind of like to finalize um, something we brought up earlier, the real issue is companies doing that, focus like you said on multiplayer and then downsizing companies yeah right or like just misplace uh with the resources exactly so that's yeah. a problem that can come from it directly
0: but. agree for sure for sure
1: All
0: okay right. well thank you very much ron hope we answer your question we're going to keep looking for uh, a good listener name and i think we're going to give that sh- no one has to die we'll give that a shot for next week maybe um couple more things before we go. So this is kind of a larger one. And Carlos, you and I haven't, I meant to talk to you about this before the show. We didn't have time, but we're going to talk about it just real briefly right now. So I think uh, as I was going over my budget this year, uh, I recently did my taxes. I know it was really late, but I'm self-employed and I always like do my taxes late uh, just because that's how I roll. I file extension. It's legit. I'm not okay, breaking okay, any laws or right. anything. For anybody, any any uh, auditors who you. might be listening, there might be some somebody from the IRS is like ears perked up. No, no, no. Relax, man. Or woman, whatever. Relax, no, I, people. It's all it's all legit. But um, as you know, as I'm looking at this, I'm like I'm looking at the rising cost of hosting and stuff, and I've really resisted um, asking for any kind of money or anything like that at all because I just feel like you know money always complicates things, and there's taxes involved in that no matter what you do. And I just you know, like you said earlier, we do this for the love of 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 the podcast, love of games, love of comedy, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, I think it might be an okay thing um, that we're. Probably gonna be launching a Patreon pretty soon. Now, Carlos, you and I can talk about the details, but um, my 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 gut feeling is we're not gonna put anything behind a paywall. Like anybody can like listen to the show. I don't want to shut anybody out. But if you want to donate, if, we've had people over the years actually ask, "Hey, how come you guys don't have a Patreon? I'd like to donate." And I just say, you know, cool, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it, but we don't want any money. But you know, costs are going up. I've got a budget. I've got a family to feed and stuff. And, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get a couple bucks from listeners. But I, my approach is only if you want to. We're not going to shut anybody out. We're not going to lock anybody out. Uh, if you don't want to contribute, totally fine. Love you just as much as we love you other the fans. It's not a problem. But if you do love the show and if you got an extra buck or two um, and if you want to kick it in, I'm not going to stop you, I guess, at this point. So we'll have more details later, I think. Um, but we're probably going to launch that soon and we'll have you know the address and what you want to do. So, if you're a listener who wants to contribute, you've been listening for a while. You feel like you want to kick in one dollar, two dollar, five dollars, whatever. That opportunity will be here soon. And again, there will be nothing behind a paywall. Uh, there's no secret content. No, nothing like that. The only thing I think that we may do is the the, the hot thing to do with Patreon seems to be start a Discord. Oh so yeah. So we may la- we may launch a Soviet Games Discord where you know no content. It's just like chatting you know, talking to folks, if you want to talk to me and Carlos directly or something like that, you know, maybe we'll offer that for people who are subscribing. But as far as the show goes, no change in the show at all. I think Carlos, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I think that you have to pay for every episode from here on out and it's like $10 an episode and we're started this episode. So you're, you're already oh, well. owe us $10. They already owe us 10
0: bucks. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's rough. Sorry. That is rough. Sorry
1: everybody. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Everything should stay the same, which it will. And, um, by the way, it, it's funny because Patreon is actually changing a lot of what they do now uh, for the better. So it's actually a good time for us to mess around with that because they're making it easier, cooler, different, and more variety. So um, uh, I just watched a video on it. So, yeah, I think that's cool to just have an extra area for people who want to support. And if you don't have to if you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have exactly. to if you don't
0: want to exactly we'll have more details uh, probably next week carlos and I got to hash some stuff over i gotta like set some stuff up or whatever but again nothing will be locked nothing will be hidden away it'll just be like if you want to kick in some bucks go for it if you don't you don't totally fine and the show will keep rolling on um as it has so don't be scared don't be worried nothing's really going to change but if you do want to donate as some people have said here's your shot so there you go more, more on that next week Okay, um final thing for the housekeeping, as far as I know, let's circle back to Star Ocean, Carlos. Uh you were playing that is it Star Ocean Second Story R? That's right. Okay. Yay me. I remembered. Uh yeah. so you were playing that a while ago. You're really into it, and I wanted to circle back and see what your final score on that game was. I know you were a big fan of that. You're excited. So where'd you end up landing on that one, sir? Man, it's really, really good.
1: It's probably like one of the best. Uh I don't know if they want to call it remaster or remake, whatever they want to call it. It's a you know a redoing and retelling almost in a way of this classic sixteen bit um, RPG, which is incredible. Like I already liked it in the past, but I didn't ever finish it actually back in the day. So this is my perfect time to finish it. So I think this is the perfect you know you've said this before on the show, but like this is the perfect time to jump into a game or whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, after like nine years after release is the perfect yeah, time,
1: right? Well, I don't know. I just think because I try like I tried to explain last time I talked about it they not only just up-res the graphics and stuff, but it's like the world that they build around it, it's not just all 16-bit. That's, some of it's kind of polygon, and some of it's like you know high-res and and pictures and stuff. And so they just make it feel really good, and the playability is really good too. Um, the combat is very similar to how it was originally, but it just, I don't know, somehow feels better. So I really like it. I like all the systems. I like the story. Um, there's only one downside, which is that there is some and this is just in the game itself there's some difficult difficulty spikes um where like i've just got knocked down to zero and I, that's never happens in an rpg for me usually like are we talking
0: like party wipe
1: no at least character like character okay, okay gotcha
0: like just completely actually like
1: killed gone down and i have okay. to like revitalize and i'm like wow, that seems these guys don't seem that strong um that's a game balance old school issue not the remake version you know uh, so that's just in there. So that kind of like bothered yeah, me a true. little cause I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot, you know, they didn't adjust everything. Um, but with that, even with that, it's one of the best, like old school 16 bit RPGs and the best like, uh, visual retelling of it. I think that's actually a good yeah, box quote there. It's probably one of the best visual retellings of an old school 16 bit RPG. There's there you your box go. quote.
0: There you go. Box quote, bullet point. 8.5. Oh, okay. Eight point double Which, eight point five. Now
1: I just realized I got two eight point fives in one episode. Because it's the only the it could have been a nine, but it's like the the old schoolness of the actual game yeah. started bothering me. You know, I'm like, oh, some of these quality quality of life stuff are there, but some of the difficulty spikes are still there. Right.
0: Uh, well, you know, and that's kind of a hard sell anyway for me personally. And again, we are not game critics. Game critics is not so video games, so we have a different rating scale. But in my mind, just personally, like a nine to me is like you know, something like really like innovative or fresh or like brilliant fucking idea. Like, I don't think any, any real like remake or remaster can ever be like a nine for me. Like, I feel like, cause it's already been something that is a known quantity and they're just kind of putting a new coat of paint on it and it might be really well done, you know, whatever, but it's not the same as, you know, oh my God, somebody just invented a new genre or something. Or like, you know, I, I cried when I play this, that's like a nine to me. This is just, you know, it's just like a really well done kind of a thing. So for me anyway, I mean, 8.5 is like top marks. So that sounds like something that's really quality.
1: Yeah. In your mind, then it could be an eight. It seems like I it could
0: be. But, you know, whatever, whatever you want to give it is fine.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. I think it's a point because, again, I think um, I just didn't want to and still don't want to stop playing it. Like I just had to, like, readjust my expectations with the difficulty. Yeah. But other than that, it's great. So,
0: okay, looks like you landed on 8.5. That's it all right that is it we have two reviews we had a bunch of housekeeping we're done with the episode that's it we're de- <laughs> <laughs> down yeah, right?
1: and we'll see you next week <clears throat>
0: excuse me we'll see no, you no, next no no week. no keep your money we're not leaving yet we've got a whole we've got the entire show to do right now oh, geez. we're gonna get right to it starting with you carlos we're gonna keep it going with that uh rodella energy here sorry i said oh geez
1: because uh, behind the curtain um uh, it's like evening time for us and we're uh yeah recording
0: late tonight i'm already thinking about dinner but we're gonna get the show in the can first we'll I'm get on, it in the can in my head i'm like okay what am i gonna cook when i get upstairs but oh anyway, i'm hungry yeah i'm hungry too tear down this is one that i've been pretty excited for i haven't cracked into it yet but you have played this is the uh voxel based game with physics where you are like stealing art or something You're like a crook but you're using construction tools or and cars and trucks and cranes to break stuff and steal stuff. Is that this game?
1: That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So I, tell us all about it. Well, as you were saying that I was just realizing like over the many years, I'm doing a lot of mm-hmm. like retro thinking about the episodes and reminiscing just, reminiscing. Yeah. Uh, you often like, again, set up the the game for me and then, but in a question form. So you're like, so this game is this, 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 and this, is that right? And I go, yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm not sure what the answer is supposed to be. It's either yes or no. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess what we should ask is how many times has it been no? It's like, been, a no, couple. There's been a couple. You're way off,
0: Brad. There's been a few when I've really nerfed it or really the, the biffed it. Yeah, there's been a couple. You're yeah. like, is this the game? And I go, no, that is not the game. Um, I, yeah, I can think of like maybe twice when that's happened. Okay. I try to be up on it,
1: but okay. So tear down. Yep, is that game? It's is. Uh, it's basically like first person. Uh, It actually is the campaign is focused on crimes. Like you're going and doing like stealing things and and getting things. Is it mostly art or
0: are you also like robbing banks and stuff?
1: Oh, it's just, it's kind of anything, anything. Okay. In the very beginning, it's not even just art. It's like uh, you're just getting stuff from a warehouse, you know, like, so it's just like going in as quick as you can and inventive ways because everything is destructible. That's the big key. Everything's voxel and destructible and you're first person. And you go into this area, this whatever, this, you know, warehouse or in the beginning and different places, and you just try to get the thing and get out. Um, and the, the speed is part of it, you know, because it's, it's sometimes there's you're relying on that with alarms or whatever things, you know, that kind of nature. But it's really just more about the inventiveness of it and just having fun. Like you can drive a truck into a building and it'll smash the wall, you know. Uh, I remember seeing this a long time ago, years ago, actually. And it's been on Steam for a little bit. So before people ask, yeah, it's been on Steam since last year. But this is the console release. Um, It's beautiful. Like, it's like that voxel, but it's got the depth of field thing going on.
0: Yeah, so So like like, like kind of a nicer Minecraft sort of a thing.
1: Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's definitely like Minecraft got a high-res update. And the, the other thing, part of this game, so that's the main part of the campaign, is you're kind of in a you are kind of in a warehouse and you have a bed and, you know, alarm clock and stuff and a computer and you check the computer to get jobs. Right. And there's story that happens throughout that, your computer, basically. You're learning, you know, information that way. And then you go do things and then, you know, you succeed or not. Um, And you have different weapons or or items and stuff like that. And that's the game. And it's, it's really fun, super fun. But the other thing, and it comes with this on the console now, is there's mods. And oh, so I heard about this. Yeah, there's, like, a mod pack you can get or it comes up. Yeah. Like, yeah, and on the Steam, obviously, it's probably been around for a long time. But the fact that they brought some of them, or at least a bunch of them, to console is great. And I played, like, a racing one. So it's just, like, driving around racing, but anytime you smash into the cars, it's like Destruction Derby. You know, like, the cars obviously have destructibility. Uh, fun fact for the racing one, I just got out of my car at some point, and I had my hammer. And I just started hitting cars as they drove by, because I do weird things in games, uh, and yeah, I could I like smash cars just by standing there on the track.
0: I mean, that sounds kind of fun. That sounds like vandalism at its at its, its peak vandalism. Standing by a car track, whacking cars as they drive by. I yeah. Mean, that's gonna give people ideas. Um, it's
1: it's also very dangerous, and I got hit many times. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so kids, do not try this. At don't home. do that in real life.
1: But yeah, it's just a fun game. It's a relaxing, fun game. It's not like over the top. Uh, I don't know. It's it is what it is. It's what we just said. And sometimes it's better than the sum of its parts. Where like the campaign story mission is like really cool. I've had a couple who are like, "Oh, that was really cool." Like I made it out of there by. It's like the GTA thing, or like the. Um, What's the thing we always talk about where you tell the story like a Skyrim?
0: Like the uh, emergent storytelling. Yeah. Is yeah, it kind of like, like, is it one of these games where like anything could happen? Like maybe there's a plan for the heist, but then you mess something up or maybe the physics go sideways or something. And then you're kind of like making it up on the fly as you go along. Yeah. Well, you're and always weird making stuff it happens. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. always making it
1: up. I feel like any sort of plan is probably like, you know, stupid, you know, like sure. <laughs> a fool's errand because <laughs> any
0: plan is stupid. That that could be a good
1: title. for. Well, that's true, too. Uh, well, that's not true, but, uh, anyways, yeah, it's just like, you know, now you're forced to to get this little teeny, like weird truck that goes super slow and you have your like thing that you were supposed to steal, like hooked up to it and you're driving through like these trees that are falling down and explosion goes off. It's like those stories, you know? Gotcha. 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 So it's super fun. I just really like it. It's relaxing and I highly recommend it to anybody.
0: Um, Question, I thought there was some extra DLC that came with it. Not the mod DLC, but there was something else. Was there extra DLC as well? Oh, I don't remember,
1: and I didn't check it out, and I'm a bad reviewer if I didn't do it.
0: Well, if you're having fun, you should go back, because I'm pretty sure that there was um, a new uh, new DLC in addition to the mods that was like a first-time-it's-out kind of a thing. I'm not sure if it's a new campaign. Oh,
1: I wonder if it's Time Campers.
0: Yeah, that's what it Time Campers, yeah. Did you play that? No, and now I really want to. Okay, sorry. We'll bring it to the next episode. Bring it to the next episode. Yeah, Time Campers was a brand new, like I guess, storyline for the game. So that's looks funny because like they're they still did, working on it.
1: Maybe they buried it in the menu. I didn't see it like readily available. Maybe I'll go back look.
0: I haven't played it yet, so I can't say. So well, I went right into the campaign. and did a bunch of missions there and just had a fun hoot.
1: I had a hoot. Um, so I'm gonna. Ch-
0: I'll check out Time Campers. All right. Well, Teardown sounds like a lot of fun. I definitely want to play that as soon as I get a minute. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. So yeah. right on. That is Tear Down, you're on uh, PlayStation, I assume that was PlayStation, yep. All right, great. So folks, spoilers. Um, I've got four games to talk about tonight and every single one of them is a really good game. How That's often does that happen? Never
1: happens. Never. Before you say your first game, can you tell me the name of it so that I can do the intro that you normally do to me?
0: Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna be playing I'm gonna be talking about Snakebird Complete. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I'll deal with the next one. Do the next one.
0: Oh no, no, you gotta I do got, it now. You gotta do it now. Go okay, it. I
1: will. But also, I want to do one where I actually do know the game.
0: That's fine. We'll, uh, we'll I'll do the doing. next one too. Okay,
1: Snakebird Bird Complete. Uh, wait, Brad, isn't that the game where you're a snake and it's like a puzzle game, but you also have to do like uh, matching like different symbols and stuff?
0: Oh, you're very, you very close with that one. You you came respectably close. Really? On that. Yeah, right. very close. Snakebird complete. I have never heard of it before, but apparently it's from mobile, and I guess it's pretty successful in mobile. I can totally see why. Uh, it is a 2D puzzle game where you are a snakebird. You're basically a snake, but for some reason you've got like a bird face with a beak. I guess to make it less scary for people who have like a you know, like you're scared mm. of snakes. So you're just colorful and cute. Looks very tropical. You know, kind of. I mean. It's not at all in any way like uh, Angry Birds, but it's got that same kind of like, oh, look at these colorful birds kind of vibe to it kind of thing, you know? Just the colors and the art style a little bit. Very warm, very approachable, very safe and friendly. Um, but the thing is, each each level in this game, and there's, oh my God, there's a lot of levels, dude. Like if you're looking for a game that gives you capital C content, this has crap loads of levels. There, I didn't even get close to finishing this game and I played it for a while. Mm. Um, so that's good, good value for money. Uh, but basically each puzzle is... Like 2D platforms where you start off as the snake bird and you could be uh, a certain number of segments. Your body's divided into segments. So like if you're a small snake bird, you're like three segments long. And if you're a long one, then you're like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 segments long. And what you've got to do is climb up the platforms, trailing your body behind you. And you want to get all the fruit in a level. Every time you eat a fruit, it adds a segment. So you get longer as you go. And then you want to leave via like a little warp, a little rainbow warp that's always in the level. And it doesn't activate until all of the fruits are eaten. Sounds very simple. And in some levels, it is pretty simple, but it also gets really complex and requires a lot of logic and kind of um, deduction, uh, understanding of how the snake birds work. So you can, um, again, 2D, you can go up. As long as there's one segment like on the ground, you can go up as far as you've got body for. So for example, you can have like a snake bird that's like 12 segments long, as long as there's one segment on the ground that's kind of like a foot, you can have 11 segments up in the air. Okay. Uh, and if you're on a cliff or something, you could have one segment hanging on the edge of the cliff and you can have 11 segments dangling down the cliff. Totally fine. Totally safe. You're not going to fall. But the problem with this is it's very easy to forget how many segments you've got and then you go one too far and then you've got nothing to anchor yourself and then you fall. So you've got to like constantly be monitoring how long your body is, how you can bend yourself to maintain a quote unquote foothold on something to either push yourself up or hang from something safely without falling. Mm. That's really the trick of it. It's, it's deceptively simple because you look at it, you're like, whatever, this is super easy. And then you start doing it and you fall and you fall and you fall and you're like, fuck, okay, this is actually not that easy. But it's it's in a good way. I think that um, once you understand the rules of Snakebird, which are very simple, you get it. And then it's just a matter of, okay, wait, I got to think a little more carefully. If I go left, then I can do this thing. If I go right, I can do this thing. You got to just kind of like work your way through the puzzles. Now, most of these puzzles, I've been pretty okay with this game. I'm not the greatest puzzler in the world, but I have been getting along with this one. I think it's really fun. Most of the puzzles, I'll be like, bam, 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 done in like 30 seconds. Maybe like a minute like one minute, right? But some of them be like, oh, fuck, okay, this is like a five minute one. This is taking me some time, you know, but they're never that long. Um, They're never that complicated until later on in the game. You do get the puzzles. And these are these are my weakness. The ones where you have multiple snake birds in one puzzle. So like you can switch between them with one of the bumpers or something. So then you got to be like, oh, fuck. okay. well, snake bird A, he's got to be the base. And then snake bird B, he's going to get on top of that guy and he's got to make like an L shape. And then snake bird C is going to come from the side and he's going to launch up. You know, like you got to think like those ones are hard. Those are like genuinely hard. Um, I try to stay away from those ones cause they're very difficult for me, but in general, you're looking between one to five minutes per puzzle. And like, once you get how it works, it's just about, you know, how the platforms are laid out and like, just keeping in mind how long your body is. And it's just really colorful and fun. I had a great time with it. I think it's a really, really, really good game for the switch. Um, I think it's really enjoyable if you want a puzzle experience. And I, I think it's great. It's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it seems like a, uh, it was successful probably on mobile, right? And yeah, very like,
0: successful on mobile,
1: apparently. Let's bring it over. All right, well, yep. that's
0: good. Yeah, it's a good fit for Switch. It makes a lot of sense. It's really good fun. If you want puzzles, Snakebird Complete is a good way to go. Sorry I didn't say much because um, <clears throat> I don't like puzzle games. No, and, you know, I generally don't either, but this is one that I felt like was was almost my speed. I mean, I think my yeah. speed is probably here's a square piece. Put it inside a square hole. You win. Like, that's about my speed. And this is just like one notch above that. One notch above, which is great, which is is good, Which is good. So, All right. Snakebird complete. That is definitely a thumbs up. Over to you, Carlos, for Magalam Lord. And I've seen this one in the store, but honestly, I don't know anything about it.
1: So this real quick history has been in my wish list for years. I don't know. Like a long time. Okay. And it's one of those games that it's like a visual novel with uh, action RPG moments, you know, when you go and uh, go do things and uh, t- advance the story, but also, like, get XP and, like, upgrade your weapons. I've always looked for those. I've played all of them, and we talked about them on the show. Most of them have been have been really bad. Uh, remember that one that was, like, mainly vision novel, and then every once in a while you go into a field and just kill a bunch of monsters?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so it's like that, kind of. But the idea of the story is um, there's romancing options, and you're either a demon guy or a demon girl, and you can pick in the beginning. And you're basically like like this demon lord who did terrible things and, like, you know, fought uh, humans and just a bad person. Took away people's
0: like. health care, raised taxes. Yeah. All that sorts kind of, of stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, you come back from like this, I don't know, it, it's all told in visual novels, so it's like hard to fully get it, but. You, you enter the world again, a kind of reborn in some way, and it's changed. Like the world's kind of more modernized like it is now. And there isn't like gods and demons and, you know, gods and devils fighting each other. And you're like out of place. So there's a comedy element there. And then you're also, you know, you, because it's a visual novel, you can meet different people and you can definitely romance them. So that's an option. Um... So why it was in my wish list for so long is because it's got the anime style, it's got visual novel with RPG, and I'm like, that's my jam. It's been like $60 or
0: $58 forever. Fuck, really? Yeah, oh my forever,
1: God. dude, forever. I mean, years. And so I was like, I like this game, but I'm never going to pay that much money. But I don't like it $60. I don't. Um, turns out I do like it for about 25 bucks.
0: Okay, much uh, more reasonable. Which is yeah. what it was
1: on sale for. So finally got it. And it's what I just said, basically visual novel first and then go do action RPG stuff. Um, it's not our favorite thing where it's like those super deformed characters, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the art and I'm like, not my jam. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in
1: general, but the combat is very fun. It switches to when you do a combat session, it goes into a 2D which feels like Odin's Sphere, you know? Yeah, okay, gotcha. Straight up like that. Um, so like action,
0: real-time action kind of a thing? Real-time
1: action, you're doing spells, you're, you're healing yourself. And it's got that weird uh, kind of anime story where you yourself turn into a sword and then you find people that wield you. Ah. I don't know. Yeah, But those people that you That sounds meet, like a fetish waiting to happen. Like, maybe it is. Um, a woman is wielding me at the moment. No. <laughs> well, not at this moment. I was like, oh, Wait. is there more? What? That is also the name of the episode.
0: <laughs> woman is
1: wielding uh, me? Well, not maybe not woman. Maybe just, uh, I don't know how you make that of a episode name. Right. Anywho, anyway. uh, there is some woman, yeah, uh, the character I met, and that she's, you know, I'm controlling her now in the game. So it's, I mean, it's classic anime visual novel uh, with some romance options, but it's got the RPG. It's got the upgrading. It's got things where you can, like, attach different... Cosmetics to your weapons. Um, you know, like my sword could be a hot dog. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of relaxing. And I like it for, again, $25 worth or so. And it's kind of meeting my expectations because I, I basically thought that that's what it was. Um, but the most unique thing, or one of the most unique things, is I downloaded it finally and it goes, okay, 35 items queued up for download. Oh, wow. What, it had a bunch of DLC or something? Well, the DLC was all the different, like, item upgrades. It, like, gives you, like, a ton of them in the beginning.
0: Weird. Was it, like, monetized somehow or something? It seems weird they would have that as DLC or, or like, right. add-ons or I whatever. Think maybe there still is monetization. I didn't
1: look. But it's that kind of game where it's, like, you know, a million things you can do to your <laughs> weapons. So I just started, it took forever to actually play the game because it was downloading all those items. Weird. Okay. Um, and, yeah, one of them was, like, a hot dog weapon or something. So it's it is what it, I just said it is. And if you like that, if that seems interesting to you, then check it out. But it's nothing more and it's like I wouldn't say it's less, but it, it's definitely a fun combat if you like that kind of Odin Sphere two scrolling, you know, two D scrolling. I bit.
0: bet I bet if you look at the screenshots of this, you're gonna know pretty quickly whether you're on board or not, I think.
1: Yeah. It just I could never pay sixty dollars for it. So I was like,
0: There it is, there's my price, and now I'm playing it, and it's fun. I mean, that's pretty reasonable, dude. I can't count the number of times that I've seen a game that I was interested in, but not $60 interested in. I'm, I'm like $15 interested in, and that usually works out. So, yeah, yeah, I don't blame you a bit. It's fun. It's relaxing, fun. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Let me talk about Gunhead. Carlos, you want to give us a stab?
1: Oh, shit. I don't know this one either. Um, Gunhead. Uh, Brad, isn't this the game where you are a mech and you, it's kind of like a shooter, but it's also roguelike? yeah you're right it is really
0: that's that's exactly what it is are you you fucking with me no i'm serious dude (laughs) holy shit oh man we've found your your hidden talent buddy i'm gonna do this every episode all right we're gonna do this every episode there you go it's a new feature oh my goodness is that really what it is Um, yeah i'm about to tell you gunhead holy shit yes so this is a really really interesting thing so a couple years ago there was a game that came out called cryptark and I fucking loved that game. Dan Weisenberger at Game Critics loved that game as well. I think he reviewed it, and I think I may have done a second opinion on it. It was basically a 2D roguelike where you pick a mech suit. There's a couple different mech suits, and you go inside these giant space hulks. Now, anybody who plays like Warhammer will like will know what I'm talking about, but a space hulk being like basically a giant ass like battleship in space, and they're usually like corrupted or they've got you know monsters and stuff going on inside of them they've all gone sour and you usually have to go in and like you know kill monsters and survive them and stuff like that so in cryptarch that's what it was like you go into these giant ships that have all been corrupted by ro- rogue ai or slime monsters or whatever mm-hmm. and each ship was like uh, randomly generated And you found randomly generated weapons along the way, and you eventually had to get to the end of the run, and then that was like finishing the game. I thought the game was great. I love the visual style, love the concept of going into these giant, like uh these ships or whatever. And it it was just really, really cool. It was hard as fuck, though. Like really, really high up on the on the difficulty scale. Mm. I think it was probably as hard as I like a game before I nope out of it. And it was like it was pushing that edge. And no settings. uh, I don't know if there was any settings. You should have checked not... the settings. I mean, I'm sure I did at the time. But it's been a couple years. I don't remember. I don't remember. Right. But but anyway, cool game. Loved it. Thought it was great. And then they're like, Brad, would you like to play Gunhead? And I'm like, okay, well, you've got my attention because that title is really strange. Uh, tell me about Gunhead. And They're like, oh, you remember Cryptarch, right? And I'm like, yeah, I love Cryptarch. Okay. Now it's first person. I'm like, oh, okay. Literally, same game. Same hmm. game. But they went from 2D hand-drawn art to first-person polygon, like 3D space. And so I'm like, okay, okay, interesting, interesting. They've completely flipped it, changed a lot of things, but still the same game. You're playing a, I don't know, pirate, scavenger, or whatever. You have a bunch of mech suits, and then you see these giant space hulks floating in space, giant ships that are just filthy with, like, rogue AI and, you know, runaway droids and slime monsters and stuff. And then you got to go inside these and take them apart, get the thing, get out. And it's all roguelike again. So basically how this plays out is you'll pick which ship you want to go after. You fly out there. And then you have this map. And the map shows you all of the internal systems of the ship. There's like every ship has a brain. That's the control center. Now your goal is to destroy the brain. But before you can do that... It'll have like a shield system. So you can't destroy the brain until you take the shield out first. And then maybe there'll be like an alarm system attached to the shield. And then maybe there'll also be like a repair system somewhere in the ship. And so you got to like see what's in here and be like, okay, so what's the best plan of approach? Lots of doors. You can leave the ship and like fly outside the ship and come back in a different door. So you're not trapped. It's not linear in any way. Um, so you just look at a map, you pick, you pick your plan of attack, and then you go for it. And then uh, once you get inside the ship, you get attacked by all sorts of monsters that come flying at you in three D space. You can fly as well. Um, some of your jetpacks are limited. Some are unlimited. Some of the uh, the suits you have jump, which is kind of limited uh, in a in not a good way. Um, but you kind of just like figure it out. So every every run is like basically, how am I going to approach this ship? What does it have? How can I get in and out most effectively? get the thing, blow up the brain, and then bounce. And you kind of just do that. Um, there are boss monsters that become trophies for you once you destroy those. And then as you go, you collect weapons along the way. Now, here's where the roguelike part comes in. And I think the roguelike part is really well done in this game. Uh, so not only are, is every ship and all the systems and all that stuff uh, randomly generated, but also the weapons you get. And the weapons and stuff are persistent. So when you start a run, you get in your suit, you've got a certain amount of life, and whatever guns it comes with, like stock. You go into a ship, you'll find different guns. You can see them on the map. You can get them if you want. And then you attach those. You can have up to four guns at once. And they have like finite ammo. So when that gun is empty, it's empty. And you got to find something else. And you can't, you know, you can't really pick and choose. You got to work with what you've got. Also, same thing for life, right? So you can't just repair yourself anytime. Anytime you you defeat the brain and go back to your ship, you still have the same damage. And so you've got to manage your life over the course of several runs you've got to manage your guns and ammo over the course of several runs and then when you get back to the ship and all is done you've got some money then you unlock some stuff in the store and that stuff shows up in the next series of runs that you do so pretty classic progression there but i feel like overall i really like this game a lot um i feel like it works in third person just like it did in 2d with a couple of really key changes you mean first person what did i say third person oh my bad yeah um no yeah okay yes correct it works first, in first person. person it works in first person yeah just like it works in 2d that thank you for that correction that's what i meant to say um but it is different a different flavor i feel like um it is tactical and easier in a way that the first game wasn't in the first game it was a lot of twitch a lot of like really fighting for your life um but this one because you're third person i feel like you can you're kind of approaching it more cautiously like you're like very carefully okay how many enemies are in this room Where's the thing I need to get to? I feel like it. It feels strategic in a way that the first one didn't.
1: You which can see I think your is,
0: environment more, maybe, maybe. So in yes and no. Oh no, because it's first person.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting.
0: You can adjust the field of view, which I did. I changed the field of view, which really made a difference. But also, um, it it helps in a way because you can kind of aim and be more cautious and you can see things further away from you, but also you're losing the situational awareness of behind you and to the back right, of you. Right, so, right. yeah. So it's kind of a toss-up. Like it's, a, it's like a win and lose both at the same time. Um, I think, ultimately, I would like a third-person option. I think that would be my ultimate sweet spot, but you only have first-person, so that's kind of a disappointment, but that's okay. I'm still dealing with that. Um, but I feel like, also, the runs are maybe a little bit too long. Um, I, I have not completed the game yet. I haven't even completed a full run yet, so I get, like, maybe, like, five ships in, and the difficulty really ramps up, and so I'm still, like, you know, unlocking stuff and finding my way with it. So it's it's still good, but I feel like the runs could be a little bit shorter, or at least maybe, like, you could save after doing, like, three ships or something, because it does kind of suck to get, like, you know, a good piece in, and then you die and you go back to the very start. So yeah. I feel like it's a little bit too punitive at the moment. I wish, like, you know, every two ships save and then, you know, give it a, another tr- a shot or something like that. But... Uh, but overall, I really like this one a lot. It's um, it's interesting and quick and tactical in a way that the first one wasn't, but it still feels like the same game, but like different. It's like a friend that you recognize, but they've grown and changed over the years, and now they're in a different place, but also a good place. Hmm. And so it's the same, but not quite the same, and it's new, but not quite new. And it's very interesting to see a developer take the exact same game and just flip it this way and see how different it is and yet how similar it is. So. It's pretty cool. I do like it a lot. I do plan on finishing this one. I'm going to really give it a shot. And if anybody likes what I've said, check this out. Gunhead, playing this one on PlayStation, actually. But also Cryptarch is really worth a look as well. I think both of these are great, especially to do like a compare and contrast would be really interesting for like people who are studying game design or like game development. I think this is a really neat use case. Yeah. And you think it's easier, kind of. I do think it's easier, kind of. I will say there are difficulty settings in Gunhead. I, I can't remember if there were in arc or not, but I've got it on the easiest setting. And so it's pretty easy, which is fine, because I kind of like basically just chill out with it. But um, it does get hectic and you do have to like really manage 3D space. So I'm still kind of coming to grips with uh, managing like above and behind and, and below. A little bit more um, detail put into like the radar, I think would help. Uh, it's, it, there's this radar and there's lots of maps and stuff. So they really want to give you some help. I think just a little tweaking of that. It does feel pretty early. And like I always say, the best time to play this game probably six months from now when they've polished it up a little bit. But it's still in a good good place right now. And I do recommend it for people who want a roguelike that is a little bit something different, for sure.
1: All right, check it out then.
0: Yeah, Gunhead is good stuff. And also Cryptarch as well.
1: And real quick, to a tangent, uh, uh, because you mentioned, or I just mentioned easy, or you mentioned easy. We both mentioned easy. We did. Modes. Um, this is something that PlayStation has that I just learned about. What's that? Uh, that you can change in the settings uh recommended or like preferred mode of difficulty oh and, like
0: in your your system settings? in your
1: system settings and it will oh, pick okay. it on the game oh interesting okay that's cool so i just recently put it down to easy i was like fuck it i'm so tired of this shit like i always you know get mad as it's maybe too hard or whatever uh i can always adjust it but i just love it that like you know maybe you do want it hard or whatever you could do yeah. whatever you want but like it's it, it in the games that's yeah, clear. that's pretty
0: cool. I love having those options. I think Xbox has a suite of options like that as well. I don't know about difficulty, but there are certain things you can change on a system level yeah. that will be applied to like every game that you play I as do long like that, as the developers yeah. uh, you know, make those changes. So it's pretty cool. Cool. All right. That is Gunhead Carlos Trepang 2. Yeah. I know nothing about it. Literally zero. Okay. I thought we were going to keep doing this game. I mean, you can do it. I don't know anything about this game. Well, I'm doing it because I played the game. Okay. So- <laughs> You can guess what it is. Okay, let me guess. Let me guess. I don't know anything about this. I know that Darren uh, at Game Critics took it on for review, which surprised me. Um, The title tells me nothing. I don't even know what a terpang is, and I didn't know there was a first one. Uh, Literally nothing. And knowing your taste, I'm going to say... Oh, shit. I don't know. Some kind of a open world action-y real-time combat thing, probably anime-flavored. Uh, that's as far as I can get. What wildly off. Wildly
1: off. Okay. I'm, I'm two off. for two, and you are um, zero. You're like zero. 1.5 for two. Didn't I get five. the first puzzle? Uh, you were pretty spider? close. Okay, or I'll snake? give it to you. That's fine. Two for two. Okay. I'm zero uh, for two. So this is just a first-person shooter with like powers. That's it. Oh,
0: boring. Okay.
1: Right, which is, again, it can be boring. But what you've heard this like a, a broken record for me, if I'm in a mood, uh, sure. or something you know, I just want like I want a first person shooter now. And well, what I like culture
0: paying. What does that got to do with anything? I don't know. Mean? And I'm not.
1: Gonna, I don't think I, I even want to know. How about that? Ah, I don't even want to know. That's frustrating. Um, there is a Halloween update. I just saw. Um, yeah, I don't care. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's like, there was in the menu. It opened up and it said, do you want a pumpkin head? And I was like, no. Let me tell the, let me figure out the story first. It's November, thank you. Jesus. Well not rude. That's not why. It could have been a Thanksgiving Head, but uh Turkey Head. <laughs> turkey Head. <laughs> turkey Head's a good name for the podcast. Yes, Although we're go. not really talking about Thanksgiving. Anywho, I just look at look at the gifts on Steam, look at the you know, quick trailer. You know what this game is. It's like run and gun, shoot enemies, and but also powers. And not a ton of powers. I don't I don't know. I'm sure you can unlock more. But I just played for a little bit, and you have the uh, you know cloak thing, and then you have the, the slow down time thing.
0: Like you go invisible, like the Predator?
1: Yep, go invisible. Okay. And then you can uh, you slow down time. The slow down time is awesome. It's not okay. like slow down the world, max pain. It's just slow down. Um, well, yes, it's slow down the world, but it doesn't feel like a max pain thing. It's more just like kind of to maneuver and to be smart and tactical, you know? Sure. Like I'll use it really quickly. You can turn it on and off with like L-Trigger playing this on playstation and so you turn it on go in you know your slow-mo shoot all pe- people you want turn it back off so you save it because it's you know it's a uh a, what is it it has a meter you know
0: does it recharge over time or you got it does recharge over time stuff? yeah right, um, gotcha. i
1: think you have to kill people for it to recharge though gotcha um either way like you use it sparingly then you jump back out they have a slide mechanic um which is fun. I always like slide mechanics, but this slide is, you can slide underneath enemies, especially the ones with shields and it knocks them up in the air physics wise. Gotcha. You know, and then you can shoot them. So it's just like old school in a way. And it's all the things you'd want out of this game. I didn't play the first game, but I'm sure that's what this was. And it's just mindless fun. And, uh, yeah, the physics are there. You can also grab people, uh, and then throw them, which is always fun. And so you can use them as shield or kill them or throw them. And so you throw them, you shoot them at the same time, shoot someone else. And the only downside is that there's no uh, downsights. It's like there's no aiming, you know, for shooting. How do you shoot? You just like. You just shoot. There's no like. uh, Cross Reticle or anything? There's reticle. Okay. There's there's no aiming, you know. Is is it ADS or whatever, you know, like. um, Yes. So there's just like, I hope I hit them. Interesting. Um, And so that's kind of annoying at times, but um, they have a sniper rifle, and a couple times you you know that you can zoom in on. But that's like a a, a zoom button, so it's not like you know normally pushing L trigger. Uh, But what's crazy about that is you know how much we all push L trigger, uh, yes, or like whatever trigger you know yeah.
0: I'm constantly flexing that finger all day long.
1: Right. Well, um, this is a grenade in this game. Oh, so gr- <laughs> I'm wasting all my grenades. <laughs> You're just grenading constantly? Yeah. It's like, forget about it. Like, I, I'm out all the time. And you
0: can't adjust that in the
1: controls? I guess I, c- I could just look to see if the, it's, it's changeable.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, that's like basically um, the only kind of negative. But it's just fun. It's like mindless fun, super simple. There's You can pick up, you know, story bits along the way. But I'm just there to cause some chaos. So I think it's like, t- again, 25 bucks. totally worth it. Uh, it's on sale on Steam right now for twenty dollars. Reviews are very positive.
0: It's fun. It's not if you for like you that shooting stuff. Not for me, but if you like that shooting stuff, seems like it shoots
1: dodge it, and it dodges
0: and there's some shooting abilities. and dodging.
1: And later on, I think there's other more abilities because you're like you're special. You know, you're special. Yes, we all want to feel special. We all
0: we all love to feel special. That's very true.
1: So tripping it up,
0: I, I like it. Wait, we all like all the games so far. So far, we do. Wow, is that streak going to continue? We'll see. Well, well, because you already foreshadowed the beginning. Yeah, I already why. spoiled yeah. it. Sorry. Okay. Um. All right. I'm going to talk about flooded. You want to give this a shot? Flooded.
1: Gosh, why is it all yours? I don't
0: know. Okay.
1: Well, I got. I did
0: pretty good so far. So,
1: flooded. Not using Google. Um, flooded. Brad, isn't that the game where um, it's fuck. What would you like? <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, wait. Are you playing this? Aren't you playing this on the Switch? I am playing this on the Switch. Yeah, I thought so. Um, this is that two D <laughs> game on the Switch.
0: That's a gimme. I'm right the- so yes, far, right? Yeah, so far you're correct.
1: And it's, um, it's uh, well, there's water in it. Yep, there is. Yep, and it's like um, it's like a, a adventure story, uh, but like the whole
0: world is flooded you're you're very close but what genre is this and you know the adventure game kind uh, of <laughs> you know okay. you're you're very close you're very close very close what is it? is I'll give you a point five on that one okay uh so flooded is uh what is it's like a sim city like city builder sort of thing hmm. but with a difference um there is a story it is an adventure there's also like a free play mode. Where you can change all sorts of settings and stuff like that. If you just want to mess around with it, which is fine. But I'm playing the campaign mode. And in this campaign, uh, there's a couple of uh, miners. They're in a mine. And not children. They are people who like get get rare minerals from under the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come up from the mine and they're like, oh, shit. The entire world is flooded. It wasn't like this when we went down here. What happened? So they're just on this tiny little patch of land. And the whole rest of the world is water. Okay, so I got, th- I got that right. Yeah, you were right. You were right that. Okay. So they're freaking out. And so what happens is you have to, uh, there's a series of challenges the campaign gives you. And most a lot of it is like the tutorialization, teaching the systems, but also there's like little challenges along the way. Like um, you have to build certain things. Uh, for example, uh, like build a mine and, get, and build up like 500 steel. And when you get the 500 steel, then you build like solar panels and solar panels will give you electricity. And when you get electricity, then you can build like a boat and the boat gets you like off the island kind of a thing. So there's all these little uh, little milestones along the way. But the thing about this game is, so it it's kind of like a Sim City but different in the sense that number one there's a story and a campaign, but also the world is constantly flooding. So you start off on a like a you know, medium-sized island and then there's a clock in the upper left-hand corner. You cannot do anything unless the clock is running. You can pause the game and you can like look at the map, but you can't make choices, you can't queue anything up, you can't can't, you know, disassemble or assemble anything. Nothing like that. You can just look. But then to do anything, the clock has to be running because when that clock counts down, the whole uh, water level rises by one square, which means your island gets smaller by one square. Mm, okay. So you're constantly on this like race against time to like get your stuff done um, and balance your resources before your island goes underwater. And if you make it, then you get to another island and the story continues. You get a little boat and you move on. Or you're like, oh, shit, we drowned and restart. So... I think this is really, um, really fun and interesting. I don't do a lot of city builders, but this is one that's really kind of got my attention. Number one, because it is kind of, there's a little bit of story. It's not a huge story. It's mostly just to keep you going in the campaign, but I think it's good enough. I think it adds like lots of little micro challenges and lots of micro objectives for you to play Um, because it's not just mess around. Like it's like, okay, well, I need to get 500 steel before turn three how can I do that? You know, like, yeah. what can I do? And the added twist to this is every time you start the game, your island is randomly generated. So it's not the same every single time. Let's say you start the the challenge where you need to get 500 steel and you don't make it. Oh, fuck. Okay, restart. The island is a completely different size and shape. It could be smaller. It could be bigger. You could have lots of uh, steel. You could have less steel. And so, like, whatever you're doing, it's fresh. You don't feel like you're just doing the same thing over and over, which right. is great. I appreciate that a lot. Um, your, your guys that in your story have little powers you can do. I've only unlocked two of them so far, but the first guy, his special power is he can click on any mine. And if you want to, he can mine with the people who are in there. So what that means is like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you assign a miner to a mine and it'll be like every five seconds you get like two steel or something like that. But if he goes in there, a little mini game pops up and you can like jam on your button as fast as you can. and He just mines like super crazy fast. It's oh, like, da da so you can get like extra mine, extra mining in if you want. Uh, another person can move buildings without uh, tearing them down and rebuilding them, which is like mega helpful. Uh, other other powers uh, pop up as you go. So there's a little bit of a, I don't know, advanced wars, but a little bit of character flavor to it, which I think kind of makes it stand out a little bit. But also, I just really like how you just have to like this race against time and the roguelike element of it is really appealing to me. So I think that's all really good. I like it a lot. Um, the only downside to this is, number one, the text is... Is way too small for handheld mode on the Switch, and I think everything on the screen is way too small on the Switch, uh, in handheld mode. Now the the developers acknowledge this, and they're like, "Here's what you can do: push a button, and all the buildings flatten to the, to almost to where they're like, um, like like tokens almost. That that is like highest possible visibility, and that's the mode I play in all the time." Um, because you don't need to see buildings, you don't need to see animation. I think this game is entertaining enough to where simply doing the challenges is enough fun for me. I don't need to see like all the little teeny people walking around and uh, all okay, that stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. It's just like, here's the here's the map, deal with it. <clears throat> um, it runs better in dock mode. It's bigger in dock mode. My TV is pretty big, so I play it in that mode as, as much as I can. It's, it's pretty small on the Switch, I think. Um, also, I will say that I do feel like recently... Um, I'm hoping Nintendo's going to be announcing a switch too pretty soon because I feel like a lot of the games I've been playing lately have been hitting the upper limit of what the switch can do. I've been playing a lot of games where they've been chugging or where there's long pauses as it loads something. Um, you know, none of the Nintendo first party games, of course, but like a lot of the other like indie games and stuff, just more and more and more. I'm noticing like they're struggling. Yeah. So I think it's maybe time for an upgrade for the switch. This one chugs a little bit, not too much. Uh, but when there's a lot going on, on the screen, or like when you're in some of the menus, it does chug. And it shouldn't. Um, I
1: mean, come on. It really it's should. 2D, yeah, it really should. Like,
0: come on. Yeah. But overall, it feels a little bit like Frostpunk where you're kind of like. I was going to uh, say that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Frostpunk where you're kind of like a plucky band of survivors trying to stay alive against the whole world. Like all the elements are against you, you know? Um, and I just got to the part where there's like pirates. Pirates show up and they try to steal your resources gotta erect little defenses against them it's all just very small and contained but also really cool really good idea really well done um i just like it a lot i think it's really fun and i think it's a a challenge and i think it's uh it's good stuff i i mean you win dude it's win it's good stuff
1: check it out
0: definitely check it out four for four yeah flooded is good stuff um christmas massacre let me take a stab at this since we're doing this this oh yeah good good christmas massacre so Obviously, it's going to be a horror game. Uh, I'm thinking, as most horror games are, it's probably first person, probably dark hallways. You're either Santa or maybe you're killing Santas. Uh, Maybe you are Santa. I'm going to say that you are Santa, deranged Santa, and you're going around dark, spooky hallways, killing people. And then that's what this game is. Pretty close, but it's, oh, okay, okay. It's third person, and you can switch to first person. Okay, so I was halfway there. All yeah, right. but Surprise. you are Santa, and you are killing people. Oh, you That's, are Santa! Nice. Yeah. Okay, nailed it. Excellent. Okay, so you got one before they were, nice. we're finished. Okay. Um,
1: <clears throat> it's one of those games where it's like it looks like PlayStation One again, right? The Oh, those games. real. Uh,
0: okay, gotcha. The, yeah, uh, the chunky, chunky. But trappers.
1: it's not tank controls, so you know you, you're just walking around with analog control. So it's not that because I don't. I really get tired of tank controls. Um, but is that look? There's actually like many different camera filters. So like the first one's VHS, but you can actually change it, which I appreciate Oh, okay. to yeah. like just PlayStation graphics or like, uh, I have it on like eight millimeter film or something. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So you can kind of like fuck with it until, you know, you the visibility is good for you, but it still has a aesthetic, you know, a feel. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> so yeah, I mainly played this game for the lols. You know, I wanted to get some good videos out of it because it just seems ridiculous. You're Santa killing people um and the, what's weird is two things you start the game in the you know pre-story or whatever which is not what they call it
0: the what's, pre-story the pre-story what's it called <laughs> the, the opening prologue prologue prologue, prologue. Yeah. okay
1: the pre-story um you are you're supposed to be small santa or you're like small kid you know and like you learn like halloween did it where the kid like kills and it's like oh no that's you know bad don't do that and now that's how that person became the origin story what?
0: you start killing people as a kid
1: well halloween did that with the little kid do you remember that halloween uh, i've seen you know it I, mean?
0: I don't remember it it's, i haven't seen it in, in decades anyways
1: here's don't worry don't worry because <laughs> your kid you as a kid is just the same exact model the Santa Man. But smaller? But smaller. Oh, wow. And okay. it looks weird. Like, you know, you can't reach like certain things. And I was like, what is this game? Am I just a miniature Santa the whole time? But it's saying that you're supposed to be a kid or something dressed as Santa. Dumb. It's really ridiculous. Okay. So you finally do your first kill, which takes a minute, because uh, I'll tell you how the game works. It actually is a little smarter than just go around and kill things. But um, and then at some point, he says, you kind know, of many years later, and now you're adult size, but it's the same model. It's just everything is the same size now. Is this supposed to be like a comedy game or is it not? I can't tell all these games are that same thing. It's like <laughs> they're not ever really trying to be. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. okay.'re kind of their own genre, right? PlayStation, sure. graphics, scary kind of killing is ridiculous. Um, this is more over the top than a lot of the other ones. Um, but what's the interesting two things are interesting about this game where I could just say those words and you'd kind of get what it is but it's it's a definitely kind of like you hide in the shadows game which makes you feel like a killer kind of thing where there's a sensitivity meter and you can see if you're fully hidden that kind of thing oh so
0: you need to sneak up on people you're not just like a like a
1: rampaging serial killer yeah yeah and if you if too many people see you like in the very beginning tutorial they'll run away and if they get away it's game over Call the cops or escaped. something. Yeah, gotcha. I okay. guess that's probably what happened. And Santa looks sad or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't. Get oh, I didn't one. get yeah. my kill." Yeah. Oh, okay. And when you do kill, was that Lauren Michaels? That I don't know what Michaels. that was. Sorry, I like, apologize. Whatever. Sorry. Oh, oh my, it'd be good if the show was funny tonight. Um. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Uh, <laughs> so Went yeah, from bad I, to worse right there. <laughs> I know. Sorry. But basically, um, you want to capture people before they run away, and then that's by staying in the shadows. And so then when you get to the actual game after the, like, tutorial prologue thing, you, um you know, there's some weird things with, like, nuns and just creepy imagery. I don't know what building I'm in, but I'm, like, in a weird building where people are dancing downstairs, and th- that image is, will haunt me forever because the guys are, like, dancing, but they're, like, almost like dancing, like, marionettes because it's, like, uh, really weird. bad graphics, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all just feels like surreal like a you know a weird dream and so you have to kill and then like get away back into the shadows kill get back in, you know and so you have to be just tricky about it do you have Um, to hide the bodies no you don't have to do that okay and this is gross if you chop up the bodies enough it turns like into pieces and stuff gross gross. all right so okay i'm not playing game for gore i don't like gore yeah i was gonna say you're not a gore guy but this is just like it's so ridiculous playstation graphics you can't take it seriously and i did like and appreciate the kind of different element of like being stealthy so long story short i beat like the main area as the adult so i can go into the actual game you know that thing where like now the game starts um cuz there's like two areas as a kid and then as an adult and now you got it you figured it out how to not people let people run away um then you go to just like a house in the woods right like it's snowy out you're santa there's a house in the woods they're all in there like listening to music. Oh man, there's two girls dancing. And again, it's like crazy looking, you know? They're dancing real weird.
0: Like that, that uncanny valley horrifying Un- sort of yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: And they're also like just like pixely and stuff. And, anyways, so one of the coolest moments happened in this game when I didn't think I would expect it because, you know, all that sounds like okay <laughs> on paper. I get to the house and it's the first time I decided to go to first person because okay. you can do that anytime. And the, uh, then, I, then I see her here in my character breathe, you know, like a like a killer, you know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then it's that like circle eyes, you know, think, circle out eyes. And so like you can't see all of your vision, you know?
0: Like you're looking out of a mask? Out of a mask, yeah. Oh, okay. Santa gotcha.
1: mask. And I'm on top of that. I have to be sneaky. It's not just go kill things. So I know that I have to be, I have to stop sometimes.
0: So that sounds like it totally changes the way you play. Like if you have it such is. limited vision and stuff, that's yeah, yeah. totally different. Okay. So
1: what's funny is that when I did it that way, I realized what it was like to be a killer in these horror movies, because I went up to this woman, she was watching TV in the couch and you would think like, Oh, just go kill her, you know, but there's other people in the other room and there was someone in the hallway. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hide in the shadows. They're going to turn around. I'm going to wait. and I'm going to go, go, kill, 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 kill. And then turn the lights off because then you know now it's dark and they can't see. And so I was being smart and I was like, "Wait, is this game better than I thought it was?" Oh wow. Cuz like I was like enjoying the the hunt more.
0: Carlos, I'm getting a little concerned here, my friend.
1: No, 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 you shouldn't because like that I mean that's it's
0: it's good news for the developer. Like know. this I'm game hearing c- something in your voice that wasn't there before, man. I don't know about this. I don't
1: know what you're talking about, Brett Galloway. <laughs> you are getting
0: down a dark path here, my buddy.
1: You hear what I'm saying? There's so many games that are horror in quotes. I hear you lusting for blood. No. Okay. <laughs> Do I keep going with this joke? <laughs> we could stop. We can stop. Okay, thank you. I'm hungry. Um no, but the point is this: There's so many games where you just go kill things, blah, blah blah, and you even just said it, you know, like oh, that's not that game. So it's a stealth kill game, and even the games like where you what was that uh, Dead by Daylight and stuff. Yeah, they're still an actiony game. Like you're being stealthy, but you're still actiony. This is like straight
0: up like don't spook them, you know. You know what's ridiculous about this whole thing? You know what is completely ridiculous about this? What? I didn't give this game a second glance when I saw it pop up in my uh, list of PR emails. And I'm listening to you talk about it and I'm like, "Oh, okay, maybe I'll try this." What the fuck? What's wrong with me? How are you selling me on this game, dude? What is well, even happening right now? It's just that one
1: mechanic, I think, is cuz the rest of it's like kind of corny, you know. There's a lot of it that's corny. It's like I don't really need to play this,
0: you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's I'm like this doesn't even remotely sound like my jam, but I'm hearing you talk about it and I'm like you're corrupting me with your darkness, man. I'm like, oh, maybe this is a good time. Let's put it
1: this way. The thing I'm explaining right now is my next TikTok video because it was like such a moment for me. I was like, hmm. wait, I feel like the killer. This is weird. The graphics aren't, you know, they're old school. I shouldn't. It's so hokey and corny. Um, But I do. And like when I got to the hallway, there was a guy there. He turned around and he was saying things like, wait, I, I thought... I thought she was in the other room. Where is she? You know, talking about the girl I just killed. Right. And I turned the lights off in the hall and then he killed him and then went to the next room and turned the lights off before anyone got in there. And then I saw the two girls dancing in the other room. By the way, spoiler, those girls are fast. Uh, <laughs> They are in good shape. They're, well, I'm game overing each time I get to that room. Oh, really? So, yeah, they just get away too quickly. They're way too. So, I feel like there's another puzzle. I'm not. I'm supposed to do. You know, interesting. Like, so, there's kind of a puzzle element as well. Well, there's something else I should do because if I just go in there guns blazing, they get away. Like I'm not hmm. fast enough. So, it's interesting, man. I'm like, wow, I didn't like this. But. This went to
0: a place I did not think it was going to go. I didn't think for a minute that you were going to get me interested in this. And I think you gotta have a little bit. And I don't want to be Santa killing people, you know. And I don't want to be that, either. But you've kind of got me intrigued now. So uh, well,
1: I'll keep playing it because I, I guess gotta, good job. Yeah, I guess good job, Carlos. Well, good job the
0: developers, which developers, right yes. Down. Christmas Massacre. Check it out. Check it out. All right, last game, game, of, the game of the show. Oh, last game of the show. Last game of the show, and this one is a banger. This is really, really, just spoiler, really good. Whoa. Backpack Hero. Do you know about this one? Backpack Hero. Is that the game where you
1: have that backpack? <laughs> you're also a hero. It's on the Switch. It is. It's 2D. Yep, you're 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 on the money. Colorful graphics. Yep. And you like it
0: a lot. Yes, but what what, what genre is it? It's a platformer oh man so close you're so close. Oh, okay what is it okay so backpack hero all that stuff you said is true colorful 2d pixel based on the switch it is a roguelike it is a turn based ah. roguelike and you know what i saw pictures of this game and i'm like oh the game looks cute i'll check it out because you know i play i play all the roguelikes right you do on console anyway um and i started playing this game and i was just like what what this game is genius dude like what the hell it only took me like five minutes to realize what a fucking amazing game this is um now now with that said i i phrase it as genius in the roguelike sense because i play all the roguelikes so i have a lot of uh, things to compare it to and it just like is really really smart really really good so what is this game you play a mouse little girl mouse her, her mom is disappeared and your dad is like back at town and your town is really run down and crappy and you want to rebuild the town uh there is a dungeon nearby that is full of treasure and so you want to go into the dungeon get some treasure help rebuild the town pretty straightforward uh the 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 plot does go uh places uh it's not you know but you're probably not coming to this for the story there's a good story here just to kind of keep things rolling along but really you're coming from the mechanics what are the mechanics so you go into this thing this dungeon and your backpack is magical it starts out very small, like maybe like a three by three grid, I think, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different modes you can choose from. But in the basic one, you just go into the dungeon. You start off with like wooden sword and like a crappy shield and like, a I don't know, like a, a fish to eat when you like lose some health or something. Pretty basic. You fight some dudes. It's turn-based battles. Uh, and then you get some experience. And when your experience goes up, your backpack gets bigger. Oh, so it's like, like
1: Resident it's, Evil style, I'm looking like.
0: Inventory. You're holding. You're putting the things in the in the backpack. Yeah. So like when you are when you are fighting characters, which is probably the bulk of the game, is like when you're fighting characters, it's you're on the left on the bottom. Enemies are on the right on the bottom, and in the top and the like the the largest part of the screen is your backpack. It's a grid based backpack. So, at first you're thinking, okay, I just limited space, right? I got to take the most important things, which is true, but the complication and the the genius of this game is that it really matters where you put things in the backpack because everything has an effect on everything else. Uh, So for example, you'll get like a piece of armor, like a helmet, right? And it'll be like, this thing will give you two shield per turn, but only if it's in the top row. If it's not in the top row, then it doesn't work. Okay. So you're like, I got to put the shield up here. And then you get like a little magic gem that's like, okay, this will give your sword plus one fire, but only if it's right next to the sword. It can't be like in this other spot. So maybe like your, your backpack's all messed up where the sword's like over here and the helmet's over here. And they're not next to each other in the way they're supposed to be. So you're not getting the bonus effects. But if you take all the stuff out of your backpack and rearrange it, then all of a sudden you've got like all these buffs. You've got like a shield buff and a flame buff and an attack buff and all this stuff. It's kind and of so genius. That's kind it, of genius. Yeah, it's fucking genius. dude. It's fucking genius. Now, that's already good enough. That's already... <laughs> fucking already good enough. They're like, no, 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 no. We got more. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, bro. So there's different types of weapons and every type of weapon works in a different way. And it makes you build your backpack in a different way because the backpack doesn't just get bigger in a square shape. You can put, you choose whatever squares you want. So you could be like, you start with a three by three. You can make it like, you know, five rows on top and two rows on bottom. Or you can do three rows on the right and one row on the left. You're like, whatever you want based on what you're doing so for example you'll get a bow and you you want to put the bow like on the left side of your backpack because the arrows gain plus one attack for every row that is to the right of that arrow so what you want to do is you want to get like a really like wide and shallow backpack because you want the arrow to have as many like rows to go through columns to go through as possible right Mm. but if you get like the sword one where it has to be close to the shield or whatever then you're going to have like a square backpack and then if you're going to have like uh you know, like a, a multiple, like you have nunchucks, right? There's nunchucks you can pick up. You need like a lot of space. Otherwise you hit yourself with a nunchuck. So you got to have like this giant, like top heavy backpack. And it, it just, it changes how you go. And the thing that's really brilliant. And that was already, that was already over the top. That was already like, wow, this is amazing. When you get to the magic part, dude, I was like, what the fuck? They've got even more. The magic is almost like an electricity system where you have a magic ball, which powers your magic item. And then certain items are conductive to this magic power and some are not. So you got to look at these items and be like, okay, well, here's my magic ball, like a battery almost. And I have a magic wand. That's cool. Uh, Which is separate from your attack. So if you get to the magic, you're doing your regular attack. Then the magic system's on top of this. But the genius of this is if you arrange this shit in your backpack to make a circuit, it totally powers up all that shit with magic power. And you've got like superpower all of a sudden. So like I was having like a flame gem that was next to like... uh, a dagger that was next to a sword and when the battery turned on you could see the current running through all those things because they were conductive and so my sword is powered up and everything it ran through was doing like this bonus damage because i was designing like this little electrical circuit in my backpack it was bonkers dude like i was like what the fuck how is this game so good how is this game so rich with systems like it's just it's crazy that this is what it is so like half the game is like looking at the stuff you have rearranging it to give yourself as much power offensive defensive magic power all the little like you know passive effects and stuff and if you're good about it it's huge it's huge benefit it's like The difference between getting worked by the second enemy in the dungeon or steamrolling the big boss at the end, which I've done a couple times. When you get like all these fucking things working together, you're like, oh, shit, like this is good. Like you feel powerful. You feel smart because you figured it out. You're just like knocking dudes over left and right. Like nobody can touch you. It's fucking awesome. It feels so good.
1: They call it an inventory management roguelike on the Steam page. And it seems super unique, by the way, not to make it about another game, but God of Weapons was a game like this. It's being sold together with Backpack Hero right now on Steam. Uh, like you can get both of those inventory management games at the same time. But
0: it's a rare like uh, genre. Yeah, I don't. And it just have seems not, like they yeah. killed it. We didn't play there's, God of Weapons though. I have not played God of Weapons. I would be open to it if it's being bundled with this. I'll check it out. It but is man, being bundled. With this. Yeah. It is just like okay, so like that's all. That's all good. That's all amazing shit. That would be enough right there. That's already enough. More than enough. But it's then enough. there's like a whole story section. Now I will say. You can do just like roguelike run. You can just like uh, like quick play bonus mode. Just just do the dungeon run if you want to. Uh, but the thing that really puts this way, 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 way over the top is there's like a town and a story mode. And In the story mode, they slowly work you through the mechanics. They give you these little milestones to like shoot for so you're not feeling overwhelmed. So you kind of learn things as you go. And what I really like about this is they give you these little micro challenges. You'll meet villagers and they'll be like, hey, I want you to do this thing for me. And what this means is I want you to take these three items as your starting items, and you got to win with these three things. You can pick up other stuff along the way, but you got to use these three things. And it could be like, you know, it could be something that's really powerful, OP, or it could be something that's really hard to use. Um, So, for example, like one of them is like an ice cream cone. Someone's like, use, win with the ice cream cone, and I'll give you a reward. I'm like, okay. And what the ice cream cone does, I mean, I'm not going to eat too in the weeds, but like it changes how your energy system works. And so that's like... You gotta totally change the way you play in order to make best use of the ice cream cone. Or someone's like, oh, use this armor. And this armor totally changes the way you play. And you gotta like figure out whole new ways to like, everything you know doesn't work because you're using different equipment. And so it's yeah. like constantly giving you new challenges, new things, you're not doing the same thing over and over. Like you're always thinking about how can I leverage this? What is the advantage of this? How can I use the bow? How can I use this electrical battery? Like what can I do? It's fucking brilliant, dude, it's so good. Um, the 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 story side I think is great again you're playing it for like learning the mechanics and stuff and the micro challenges not really the story but the the fact that it even exists is awesome backpack system fucking awesome uh it's just brilliant these people fucking understand roguelikes they understand the core of roguelikes they get it they have iterated on it they have gone beyond it like it is just like one of the best roguelikes i've played in the last few years it's so Dude. fucking good i can't put it down it's amazing
1: and it's also expectations we always say that like you know you you went in going like this might be okay yeah, and it just kept surprising you at every turn.
0: Oh, my God. Like, I, every time I think I see the, the size of it, it's like it keeps going, dude.
1: A, you sold me on it, and I don't play a lot of roguelikes. You don't, yes. Um, So I'm going to wishlist it on my Steam because it, it seems like it does all the right things.
0: Oh, my God. And the it's fact so good. that it
1: has a story as well, and it's just smart and interesting, and I like the character design, too. Uh, I'm all in. I'm actually going to check it out. It's so
0: good. It's so good. Just one little quick word of warning. I'm playing it on the Switch, and as I just dis- discussed, the... Uh, the hardware limitations of the Switch. It's 99% totally fine. And in fact, it's a good fit for the Switch. Um, I think playing this in a handheld mode is really, really where it feels comfortable. But um, there's a few times when like the cursor gets a little wonky and also when you're in town. As your town gets bigger, I start to notice that it hits like uh, memory capacity, kind of chugging a little bit. So it's Jeez. it's totally fine. Damn it you totally switch. works. Yeah. I love it. And it, this is one of the best games I've played this year. But if you have a choice between... Switch and PC, probably go PC because I think, you know, with the, the larger memory capacity and, and the hardware stuff. So it's done. Yeah. yeah. it's done. It's man, fucking wow, dude. What a great ass game. I'm just so impressed with it. Sixteen ninety nine on Steam right now. On oh sale. my god, amazing
1: price. Uh purchasing it tonight and very excited to play it
0: so fucking
1: good so fucking good okay
0: that is it that is the end of the show um we're gonna wrap up here in a second just a couple really quickie things before we go carlos anything you want to talk about
1: uh right after this and after i eat i'm playing tales of arise dlc finally uh tonight i'm using it for my comfort gaming uh tales of arise i played and beat and loved and really enjoyed the ending i just bring it up because the ending was that one of those endings where it kept going after the credits you know Oh yeah, yeah. And I loved it, like it kept telling story, and because I'd spent so much time with those people. And now Beyond the Dawn is the DLC, and it's like where that you know literally where that story picked up after. Uh, so I'm excited. Right on. And then Beacon Twenty Three is really good. I think I mentioned it last episode. What is maybe. Beacon Twenty Three? Maybe I didn't mention
0: it last episode. It Doesn't sound familiar. What is okay. It? Refresh my memory. It's
1: the author uh, of Silo, and that was also made into a t- a TV show. Yes, Apple. it's on my list still. Silo's very good, but Beacon 23 is also fucking very good. Sci-fi mystery, super awesome. I think it's on oh, MGM+. You Plus. Keep, what? Yeah. That's a channel now? Yeah, you can watch the first episode on Amazon for free.
0: Jesus, I already got too many subscriptions, man. Yeah. I can't do more subscriptions.
1: Find a way to get it, or whatever. But uh, you can watch the first episode for free on Amazon. What's what? Just in a nutshell, what is it about? Uh, a space station that uh, someone gets stranded there, Um from a spaceship that blows up and there's already somebody on that space station and they talk and then I don't want to say anything else. Okay. So much stuff happens in this, it's crazy. And it's got that woman from uh, Game of Thrones.
0: Okay, that the, one. The main person. Yes. There's All not right.
1: one main person, but whatever. And then also, um, oh, I saw the creator finally because that's on Amazon. Oh, was it
0: good? We were looking at that. Is it yeah, good? it's
1: good. It's just a little long. Like, oh, it's, really? Okay. It's really the AI discussion happens a lot where yeah. about robots and AI and stuff. What does it mean to be human, et cetera? I think it was very well produced. It's a super, like, in quotes, cheap movie for the industry. Like, it's it's not a ton of money they spent on it. And it's just really done well. So it's, like, an awesome world. And they, I think they want to create a universe to keep making more movies in this world. And everything's franchises these yeah, days. Yeah. But I would like to see it. I just think that it was a little long, maybe, like, 15 minutes too long. But nothing. I think it was excellent. So
0: Okay. Right on. Right on.
1: Uh, that's it for me. Done.
0: All right. I have some stuff. I'm going to put a pin in some of this stuff because I'm yeah, actually I am starving. starving bro. Um, but really quickly, I will say I watched Joyride, which is a brand new movie. Um, my wife picked it. It is a movie about four Asian women who go to China, uh, ostensibly to close a business deal. It's like one person's doing the business deal and the other three friends are kind of going along. But it also kind of comes into uh, the main character wanting to find her. Birth mother, yeah, because she was adopted by white parents, and so she's not very connected to her Asian heritage. Now, be, let me stop you, okay, because I can already tell people are like, Oh, it's one of those touchy feely, uh, women, you know, oh, heritage, they probably cry. No, 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 this is a comedy, it is raunchy as fuck, dude. This is, I was, um,
1: what's it called, <clears throat> uh, Bridesmaid, basically,
0: it is, yeah, it's very similar to Bridesmaid. So, yeah. I was like, We knew it was a comedy, um, and I was. I was a little bit shook by how raunchy this film was, Um, not complaining because we laughed and we thought it was really funny and really well done. But this movie went further than I thought it was going to go by like three steps. And there's a few scenes where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just showed that. That was crazy. So it was really funny. It was really well done. Definitely raunchy. Definitely sexy. Um, if you want to laugh and be a little bit embarrassed, it's a really good film. Yeah. Uh, it's not It's not sad times. It's not heartfelt emo nothing. Um, so don't let that description put you off. It's basically like Bridesmaids in China. Yeah, it's a comedy. Um, yeah, I, it's... I started
1: it. I didn't finish it.
0: Oh, but... my God. Oh, my God. There are certain scenes where I'm just like, holy shit, I can't believe they just did that. Okay. Anyway, thumbs up, though. Definitely a thumbs up. It seems up. fun, yeah. Really fun. All right, folks. That's a show. Uh, before we close... We'd like to ask you to leave reviews, share us on social media, but most importantly of all, please recommend us to your friends. And as always, we do want your questions and comments. Hit us up, podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we sending you traffic this week? Just glitch to the ground on TikTok or YouTube. All right. As for me, I'm on Twitter still. Who knows for how long I keep saying that, but man, it's getting kind of grim over there. Also Blue Sky, also Instagram, my name. B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 363. Thank you once again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Turns on the oven.